Welcome back to another edition of the Disney Dish Podcast with Jim Hill. It's me, Lantesta, and today we're walking through Grand Avenue, part of the Hollywood Studios, and we're going to talk about what's coming next for this area. Of course, that means Galaxy's Edge. Jim, let's take a walk as we head towards Grand Avenue. We're passing by the ABC Commissary here, and the reason why I wanted to start the episode here is this. Disney's been trying so many different dining things at ABC Commissary. I want to get your take on them. Number one is, one of the first uh, places in the studios to have mobile ordering, number one. But number two, they're now experimenting with a more a fast, casual approach where they're upping both the cost of the items a little bit, but they're bringing you the food at your table. Have you seen this where they'll give you a little um, blinker thing and you'll be able to go in and, uh, and, and see it? The other thing uh, that's interesting is this is the site of the uh, Disney Early Morning Magic food for the, for the studios. So they've, uh, they're offering like smashed avocado toast and eggs, uh, Mexican corn chilaquiles and eggs, fried chicken and cinnamon sugar French donut bowl, so chicken and donut stuff along with that, a shrimp and grits bowl, a charcuterie platter, and then for kids, the normal sort of uh, scrambled eggs, tater tots, and chicken and donuts mm-hmm. again. But they've, it seems like the food here, uh, Disney's making a concerted effort here to improve both the food and the service experience. What's driving that? Not to, to belabor the obvious, but if you think about, you know, we go around the corner here, we have sci-fi dining, we go even further, we have Pizza Rizzo, which is in I'm Mont- actually pouring one out for my homies right now when you mentioned Pizza Rizzo, because it's gone seasonal. Yeah. Very shortly, there's going to be a lot of people who are standing in line or thinking about going into Galaxy's Edge or that sort of thing, who will be looking to eat. And it's just sort of like, let's try to give them more offerings. And in fact, to watch how, what's happened with Baseline? Oh, yeah, the Baseline Tap House, which is a, uh, a beer establishment with a couple of uh, sort of like small plates. I mean, not, not much in the way of food, but immensely popular. Every day the line is at the door. They've, we're walking by right now. They've enclosed an entire outdoor seating area, which vastly expands the number of people that can enjoy it. Yeah, I say, Disney's, Disney's got to say they've got, a, they've got a hit here, right? Oh, yeah, and don't overlook the obvious here that part of the, what will make this place even more popular, even more successful is the notion of I'll be waiting for you here outside of Star Wars. <laughs> exactly. Send the kids over into Galaxy's Edge. Just yeah. go grab a beer and sit at, uh, sit at Baseline Tab House. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's tremendously popular. I would, I've got to say that uh, if we had to sacrifice riders, stop the old place for something. I'm glad we got this. Instead. Okay, now let's stop and talk here, Alain. We uh, are literally at the edge of Grand Avenue here. We're at the far end of Grand Avenue. We can see Muppet Courtyard. We're basically adjacent to, we're between uh, Tattooing Traders in Echo Lake in the Muppet Courtyard, and we're looking straight down uh, what will be the entrance to uh, to Galaxy's Edge. And it's got to be a 30, 40 foot wide road here that we're looking at. Absolutely. And this is supposedly going to be the queue. Okay. Yep, this is and where you line up, right here. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge has kind of an, a kitchen remodel aspect to it, because they one of the reasons they picked this place is right across the way here is Gonzo's Royal Flush. You have one of the largest bathrooms. bathrooms. And it's, it's literally halfway uh, along the line. That's fantastic. Yeah. And they just remodeled those bathrooms, by the way. Of which, course, this they is the did. kind of this is the kind of trivia that uh, yeah. that you listen to this podcast for. But I, I I have to ask, Len, looking at this space, how much of a back and forth queue do you think? Oh, you so I'm, I'm thinking. So this uh, this thing has to be the street has to be 30, 30 feet wide. Yeah. I'm thinking you'll have at least uh, ten stanchions here, three feet uh, three feet each. Okay. So you'll have the line will go back and forth uh, nine times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if we look directly behind us here, we have Tatooine Traders. Same thing as what we were noticing as we made our way through Star Wars Launch Bay. They're retooling the display space. The Galaxy's Edge material that you can't buy in Galaxy's Edge right. is we'll, going to be we'll there. Be here. Exactly. So one thing we've, we've heard discussed is 
at least while Galaxy's Edge is open initially, in order to get people out of the land, yep. there'll be merch moved out of the land. So Jim, we're, uh, if we if we put our backs to uh, Tatooine Traders, yep. we see the facade of Grand Avenue mm -hmm. here, and there was talk at one point about doing uh, Muppets shows here. And that may still happen at some point in the future. The problem, especially with the Walt Disney World version of Galaxy's Edge, is when you factor in the hotel component and you factor in the seamless transportation system that Bob Chapek has promised to bring guests over from the Star Wars Hotel to Galaxy's Edge. Right. This project went from expensive to prohibitively expensive. Ah. So it's kind of in the grand tradition of Disney not building shade structures till two and three years after a land. You mentioned that. It's, uh, it's pretty warm here. Yeah. It's pretty warm yeah. right now. It's, uh, again, we're in November and it's going to be 85 degrees, but the sun is definitely hitting us as we're walking down this, uh, down this area. I would not be surprised if, say, after the 50th anniversary, uh, if we see an entertainment component, the Muppets put together a show. You know, I was over here with somebody from the entertainment the other day, and he was looking at the trees that have been planted along Grand Avenue, and it's just sort of like, well, those are coming down. <laughs> Let's get pictures of them now so we can tell people what they were like. Yeah, because it, then it becomes a case of, okay, so all of our performer spaces are on the equivalent of the third floor. And yeah. Well, you notice some of the windows are actually open. There's a op window open there with the uh, drapes coming out. So the windows, yep. and that one right there, yep. the, the windows do function. You could do things there. You do, but again, it, it's all a case of First things first, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge has to work and it has to be wonderful. And then it's about how to entertain the people who are standing outside the line waiting to get in. So Let's talk about the actual entrance to, uh, to Galaxy's Edge right here. So we're looking at it right now and the street ends with a, with a large wall that is both Art Deco and has Star Wars yep. elements to it. And there are uh, small doors on either side reminiscent vaguely of the train station in the Magic Kingdom. Yep. Are those two doors, which they've got to be about eight feet wide each, are those going to stay? Yes, they are. All yes, right, so the, so the road will actually end right here with this roadblock? Yeah, and in fact, the photo op they've created here is of the Millennium Falcon. Yep. When, to be honest, folks who are entering through this portal, you're actually backed by the X-Wing fleet. Right, you're backed by the forest, right? Yeah, and you can see the trees here. Yeah, and in fact, it's not the Millennium Falcon ride that will be closest to this portal. It'll actually be the, the Alcatraz attraction that you've, you've done such a great job of digging out all those patents. So this is the, the easiest photo to sell what they're doing, so that's what they put here. So Yeah, it makes sense. And my understanding here is that this wall that we're looking at here is actually a tunnel. It's not, it's not something Oh, no, 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 not it, at all. You'll go in some number of feet, 10, 20 feet yeah. through it. And in fact, there will be the classic sort of bend to it, so you when you step out of the tunnel, there'll be the reveal. But, the the big know. wow factor. There we go. All right, fair so. enough. And right now, it's, uh, we're using it for a Chippendale uh, character greeting. Mm -hmm. But again, yeah, I mean, I would see that this would be the the entire queue. Yep. My guess is this is several hours worth of people. Everything I've heard is that it will, in fact, be worth it. Can I just? Oh like, yeah, me too. I've, yeah, we're we're just trying to guess what the uh, what the lines are. Uh, so Jim, let's uh, walk over to the Muppets. Okay. The Muppets are now currently the farthest attraction from the from the entrance, I believe, mm -hmm. uh, on the side of the park. What is Disney doing with the Muppets? If you go into the post-show merch space right now, yeah, all they have are Kermits. They have a couple of piles of Kermits, but it's. It's all Nightmare Before Christmas merch or Star Wars merch. Or, really? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, of course, back here you have Mama Melrose. You have, you know, It's a Wonderful Store. And you have, you know, my favorite piece of weird holiday decoration, Santa Claus is a second story guy. Um, <laughs> but I have to tell you, I went in last night and caught Muppet Vision. And it still holds It's still funny. It's still funny. It kind of breaks my heart because this is the very last thing 
that Jim Henson worked on it, and it is so sort of quintessential Jim. But it, it's a testament, though, to how, to how creative it was. It's still a good show. You could do some minor updates to it and still keep the spirit of the show. Are the performers who did the voices still around? A number of them are. I mean, Frank Oz, you know, in fact, just there's, there's a, a documentary that he did. It's called Muppet Guys Talking, where it's he gets together, I want to say that it was Jerry Nelson, Dave Goles, and Fran Brill, and they talk about what it was like to work with Jim on these things. Oh, that's funny. Well worth chasing down. By the way, when we walked by Pizza Rizzo, just here, which, as you mentioned, is seasonal. Yeah, there's a sign up that says we're serving today. Yeah, but what's what's great about it is anybody else but Disney, people are walking by looking in, it's closed. But there were also Christmas reeds up inside of the closed restaurant. So would the, people would think that, uh, that Disney's running it. Yeah. What about Melma Melrose's when, when Galaxy's Edge opens, Jim? What's the plan for this? I made a point of going in last night when we were walking through here and asked, well, do you have any, you know, seasonal items? Are you taking part in the holiday program? Yeah. And it's like, and the answer is no, we're Mama Melrose. We are great all by ourselves. We don't need a cranberry tart to get people to come back here. No, no, that's a good cranberry tart. It's a great cranberry tart, but I'm just saying that they are reasonably confident that no matter what is being built up the street, people will come to Mama Melrose. I'm a little surprised that given the anticipated crowds that are happening in the studios next year and this particular area having a little bit of available land, that they didn't get an expansion, like a back dining room or something like that. This is one of those watch this space situations. I mean, right now we're just at the backside of, of Muppets, the back entrance to the, to the merch shop that people come to, you know, yeah, are funneled into. Yeah. You know, and just beyond that is the area where we used to have the uh, Phineas and Ferb for meet and greet, yeah. and that's all walled off for now. And uh, but the the understanding is once construction is completed, yes. you will see them bump out into the spaces. But again. It's also anticipating what does the park need at that point? It's kind of Alice stepping through the mirror. Sure. You know, what is a Disney Hollywood Studios going to need to have on the heels of, or of Galaxy's Edge? You know, By the way, Jim, let me, uh, let me just give some context here. The yep. show. We're, uh, we're walking through the Muppets area of, uh, of Great Avenue, and there are maybe eight people with us. That's, yeah. why, that's why you don't hear a lot of crowds, and you don't hear a lot of loud that's background. Exactly. But again, you can see the just a little bit of Kermit merch that they have. In fact, the one piece in there that I really, 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 really love is they have a, a Kermit Green cap with a WWKD. So it was a, the bottom is, what would Kermit do? <laughs> All right, Jim, let's um, let's walk back out. Any uh, final thoughts on Grand Avenue Muppet Courtyard before we head over to Echo Lake? If you enjoy quiet spaces, you have about 15 months. <laughs> you know, so. Until it's not. Then until it's not. So. Uh, all right, we'll, uh, we'll wrap up on that then. All right, folks, you've been listening to the Disney Dish Podcast. With Jim Hill, we are produced fabulously by Aaron Adams. Please go on to iTunes and Stitcher and rate our show and tell us what you would like to hear next. For Jim, this is Len. We'll see you on the next show, which will be about Echo Lake.